I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Euler and Moats are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Steelers Nation Radio. It is high noon on a Monday afternoon. That can only mean one thing. It's time to go inside the electric factory here on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Wesley Euler, Arthur Motes. This is the Steelers Blitz on SNR. Between the two of us here on this program, we've got a decade of NFL experience and a really good head of hair. It's up to you to figure out the rest. But what you should know by now, you knuckleheads, is that if you want to get involved with the show here anytime, on this beautiful Monday afternoon. The best way to do so is, of course, on Twitter. That's where we'll take your questions, your comments, your concerns, and your reactions. At Wesley Euler, at the body 52 The body Arthur Motes, three preseason games in the books. We got Labor Day weekend on the horizon, and then regular season football so close, I can almost taste it. Although, I wouldn't want to taste it because it would probably be chili-flavored since we'll be heading out to Cincinnati. How we doing, Motsy? Man, we're undefeated. What you talking about, man? 3-0. and 3-0. Oh. and oh. Tell, well, tell Baltimore to, to watch out. We're, we're coming for that, that all-time preseason win streak. Tell yeah, the Ravens good, good they better watch that, themselves. Man. When, when was the last time they lost one? Was 23 it? straight. That's what I'm saying, man. Good luck with that. That's, and, and it's not that's ridiculous. Like, that has to be intentional, but, doesn't it? But when you watch them, they don't play their guys any differently. In fact, they've been overly cautious because of all the injuries that they had last year mm-hmm. in the preseason. So, yeah, that that's very impressive in the most, like, non-meaningful way, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, in terms of where we're sitting at today, man, um, another positive performance, another with plenty to take away, both positively and negatively. And once again, even though there are some moments or some areas of this team where I'm a little anxious, I'm still very, very optimistic because I think that 
at each and every position that we're going to talk about throughout this week and obviously throughout today's show, I can point to multiple positives that took place in yesterday's game. And at the same time, I can point to some negatives as well. But I think that's going to be that theme that you're going to hear from me a lot today um, in terms of just the uh, the consistency and the lack thereof in certain elements as well. And like I said, it's not just with the guys that you would assume. It's not the just younger guys only. It's right. some of the older guys as well, right. man. And that's a part of the preseason. But like I said, we'll, we'll deep dive into that as we progress through this thing. But I, I definitely feel like we're in a good place right now, though, from my perspective. I think so, too. A lot to get to. We will uh, be joined by our buddy Chris Carter, one-third of the Migos, at the top of the 1 o'clock hour, so about 55 minutes or so from now. CC will make his regularly scheduled Monday appearance here on the Blitz. We've got plenty to get to between now and then. You guys know where to get at us if you want to get involved. Motsi, tomorrow, cut day. We will know the roster then. Maybe not necessarily all the depth chart pecking order elements that you know we've all been discussing and debating over the last few months of course uh our very own mike pursuta here uh of the dve morning show also of the uh the steelers radio network of course uh triv asked mike tomlin after the game you ready to name a starting quarterback and you know mike tomlin gave him a uh a very diplomatic answer mm-hmm. a very political answer but a, a pretty much non-answer any chance in your mind that whenever that is announced by the Steelers, by Mike Tomlin, however that may come, in the form of a depth chart, in the form of a press conference, any doubt in your mind that that guy is going to be Mitch Trubisky week one, September 11th in Cincinnati? No, but this is, you know, kind of been my approach this whole offseason with it, regardless of when people try to overreact to certain things that we've seen in the preseason from Kenny and at times from Mason Rudolph. Um, Coach Tomlin has been very clear, concise, and consistent with his message. We're not overreacting. He's been very clear, he's been very concise, and he's been very intentional with his depth chart in terms of the diversification of the reps. We have not seen Mitch take a rep with anybody other than that first unit. Yep. We've talked about all three of these preseason games and how we've come here and talked about the positive things that Mitch Trubisky has done on numerous occasions during these three preseason games. And there is nothing that you could really point to where you're saying he lost any job. The narrative going into this game of Kenny has become so close to this even and you should go with the younger guy even. What did I say to that last week? I said, I don't think it's close. I think that Kenny and Mason is close, but I think that Mitch has definitively shown that he is QB1. And I thought that what he did out there yesterday throughout that whole first half, it proved that once again. Because you look at some of the adversity that he had early on, you look at some of the plays that he was able to make, not just with his arm, but with his legs. Then I also look at how of a calming presence he was in the midst of some of the self-inflicted wounds that we were acquiring from the penalties that we were having. But then I also look at how he's able to engineer a beautiful two-minute offense that was one of the things that we praised Kenny for that was one of the things that we've prayed praised Mason for but we said in both of those contexts it was still slightly different in terms of when you're talking about quality of competition etc and stuff like Mm -hmm. that but we saw Mitch execute a perfect two-minute drill finishing it with a touchdown and it wasn't as if there wasn't self-inflicted uh, self-inflicted issues on that drive because it was we had our own penalties but once again he was able to take shots he was able to stretch the field he was able to put the ball in place where it needed to be tight window throws anticipating throws and that's thought as a whole he looked the part mm-hmm. and when we remove the biasness of our personal feelings for each of these three quarterbacks and we just solely look at them on film mute all your sound 
white out the numbers on the jersey and just watch <laughs> all three play, I don't think that it's this big of a debate. And and that's the part where I met with it with Trubisky, at least going into week one. And this isn't a final thing either, though. Sure. And that's the part that I think people also kind of misunderstand. It's like he can be the starter of week one. That doesn't necessarily mean he'll be the starter throughout the season. I personally hope that whoever is starting week one is the starter throughout the season. Well, that means things are going well. Uh, that's, that's the thing. Like I feel like people kind of lose sight of that when they're like, this no, is, no this teams, is my dog in this race. No I want Kenny to go. On, no team's ever been on a heater yeah. and decided to switch their quarterback. That's all I'm, I'm like, when you say, oh, week three, oh, it's week six, oh, it's week 12, I'm like, that's all well and good. But you understand what it has that to look like for you to make a switch. the team and the offense are struggling think about when mightily we, and, think about and consistently when we made the switch. struggling. Think yeah. about when we made that switch from Mason Rudolph to Doug Hodges in that Cincinnati Bengals game. What was that on the cusp of a four interception game against the Cleveland Browns and he was having a disastrous first half where we were about to get whooped again and then we finally made that switch and it was just like man but it took multiple performances of bad bad mediocre to even get to that point so in order for us to be this team that we want to be I don't see a situation where we're able to just be dropping games like that just for the sake of the cause of a player that we really like getting out there I think when the time is right, Kenny will get his opportunity. But like I said, for me, man, I'm kind of conflicted because I personally, who are, if he's not the week one starter, switching quarterbacks during the season, from my experiences, haven't resulted in a lot of success. Not good. And we could talk about that here in Pittsburgh as well. We saw what it looked like when we had to switch quarterbacks. We did not make the playoffs that season. Call it what you want, whatever excuse we want to make, but that is a part of it. And that's the thing that I think gets, you know, overlooked at times when it comes to these type of conversations. Yeah, and this is, listen, this conversation isn't going anywhere. Oh, not at all. Mike Tomlin has been very clear that, you know, this quarterback competition, ever since back in minicamp and OTAs in May, when you and I were doing shows on the South Side, he's been very clear that this isn't something that hangs in the balance on every single throw, every single rep, every single afternoon practice, or every single preseason game. Regardless of what fans or other media members but, might be trying to push on, but, that but, is not what they're but doing. fans and media members have been the exact opposite mm-hmm. in that regard. And Motsi, I'm not naive enough. I don't even think. I know that that's going to continue in September when the regular season starts. Even if, honestly, I think even if Mitch Trubisky looks really good and the Steelers start out strong, let's say they're four and two he through their first really six games. He looked really good yesterday. And nobody he really cares. good the past three preseason so games. This, like, this it doesn't matter. It's, it's not going anywhere. It's going to be a, it's going to be a dynamic yeah. that, honestly, that we haven't had in Pittsburgh really in this era. Very and true. what I mean by yeah. in this era is... You know, in the 90s when you were maybe debating quarterbacks, you know, when you were debating Neil O'Donnell, when you were debating uh, late 90s, early 2000s, Cordell and Tommy Maddox and some of these things, right? Bubby Brister in the past mm-hmm. as well, too. There, there, there was no social media. There was no 857 different Steelers podcasts and mm-hmm. shows and television and, and newspaper outlets and, and online media outlets. There was a couple TV channels, a couple radio stations. That was it. We have never had something like this in these modern times where everybody has a voice. Everybody chips in on the conversation. Everybody has a way to get involved. It's it's going to be something throughout the regular season. Again, I think even if the Steelers start really strongly and Mitch Trubisky looks good, there's still going to be people saying, "Uh, you know Mm -hmm. what? Good start. Now Kenny's ready. Get him in there and we'll take this thing to the next level. To me, you know, we've talked a lot about Mason Rudolph in that regards of, you know, how he kind of, listen, 
Motsi and I preface this every time. Life isn't fair. Sports aren't fair. That's mm-hmm. not how this is supposed to be. But how it's been, you know, a bit of tough sledding for him in terms of the team goes out and signs a free agent quarterback 30 minutes into free agency opening, and the team uses their first-round pick on Kenny Pickett, not just a first-round quarterback, a first-round quarterback who's been in this city for five years. And, He's a and rock star. Is already, is, is already uh, has a lot of this yes. town um, as card-carrying fan yes. members. Yes, He has a top-ten-selling jersey in the NFL for a reason. Rock star. He's Mick Jagger. You can say those same things about Mitch Trubisky, though, because Mm -hmm. even when Mitch Trubisky has looked good, which has been – there's a large sample size there from from training camp and some nice drives in the preseason as well, too. Even dating back to his OTA stuff as well. People will downplay it Mm -hmm. as soon as they possibly can. Mm -hmm. And if you you don't believe that, just just look yesterday. Motsi, we had all kinds of people calling into the postgame show Mm -hmm. yesterday after the game. Mitch stinks. It's got to be Kenny. I've been watching football since the 70s. I know quarterback play. Mitch stinks. It's got to be Kenny. What are they doing? Are they just so, you know, set in their ways? Are they just so concrete that Mitch was going to be the starter, that Kenny never really had a chance? You know, Mitch is no good. Kenny is the future. As if, you know, Mitch wasn't the only one who let a touchdown drive yesterday out there on the field. Um, it, to me, we're going to be doing this all season. We are and honestly, I'm a little excited for it, but check back week four, week five, and I might be sick of it by then. Yeah, I, I, I don't share in your excitement for that. I think it's more of like just <laughs> nauseating than anything else for me because, you know, I'm a tape guy, man, and I just like to, you know, stay based in that. I think that it tells your your, your pitcher, it removes all of the what you're hoping for and wishing for and what you're, um, you know, hoping or speculating, and it just it's more factual. It shows you this is who this player is until proven otherwise. And based on what we've seen thus far, I think that Mitch has clearly shown that he is QB1. You talk about how can he handle adversity. Well, you look at the offense line he was playing behind yesterday, and he had a good amount of adversity. He was hit a lot. He had to uh, use his legs at times. But the one thing I do like is how he continues to remain the calming force. When everything is getting chaotic, he's able to hit a Deontay Johnson for 38 yards. When things are getting crazy, he's able to hit a guy. He's able to make a play. And those are some of the things that when you talk about young players early in the season, adversity that's already going to be there just because the beginning of the season, but then also internally within your roster, who's starting where are these guys that are starting on the offense line week one, are they going to be the guys that are starting by midseason, end of the season, et cetera? But with all of that context, it's like, man, when you're trying to just, you know, keep pushing, pushing, pushing because of the feelings, it will mess up your judgment. It will make you not see certain things or overlook certain things. And when you're really breaking down um, Kenny, I thought that yesterday was probably his best performance to me because we actually got to see him stretch the field more. Um, when you talk about that first preseason game, everybody went crazy as if he was throwing that ball 40, 50 yards downfield. <laughs> it was five-yard hitch routes and missed tackles. It was very vanilla. Like, that's what it was. Yeah. But you let that narrative be told based on the fans that were there, you would have thought he threw for 500 yards, six touchdowns with Their his left arm and blind and performance in NFL history. You know? So then you talk about that second game, and the two-minute drill was very impressive before halftime. Mm-hmm. But once again, it was eight plays. So it's like, okay... I like what I saw there, but extremely small sample size. And we talked about why things were able to be in his favor in terms of the offensive line. We talked about the tempo. So that's why when we saw Mitch in the two-minute drill yesterday, I wasn't surprised that the offensive line looked the best they did all game. Because cadence, when you talk about tempo, when you talk about getting back to the line of scrimmage in a hurry, it makes that D-line tired. 
it was those same dudes that was kicking their butt the 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 first you know two series or the first quarter and a half you know it was the exact same group that was kicking their butt but the yep. difference was when you go hurry up offense it negates the rush and we saw what was Mitch able to do when he actually had time so the one benefit that we would have thrown on Kenny because what we saw from him last week now when I look at Mitch in the exact same scenario it's like well Mitch passed with flying colors as well Mitch is more of a veteran we know these things so that's why for me man it's just like. I don't see why there is such this rush outside of the simple fact that we just love a player and we want that player out there. Because the on-field evaluation portion of it, I don't see how you could think we're at this point where it's time to make this switch or it even makes sense to make a switch right now from because my perspective. Honestly, I think the people that are that are doing that, it's it's the thing that you that you alluded to. There's and, and it makes there's there's rhyme and reason here. This is not surprising to anybody. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people in this fan base that are already attached to Kenny Pickett. Yeah, absolutely. And that that makes a ton of sense. It absolutely does. But those people they they just see the the touchdown drives and they just see the numbers on a stat on a on a stat sheet and oh my goodness look at the completions look at the touchdown passes look at the lack of turnovers and those things are important I'm not mm-hmm. downplaying that but I think you're right if you go back and you watch <laughs> watch all of Mitch's drives in the preseason compared to all of Kenny's drives in the preseason. These two things are not the same. Mm-hmm. You laid this out after the performance down in Jacksonville when everybody was. I mean, you thought they could get higher on Kenny Pickett from yeah, that first man. preseason game. It's like those those eight plays were like ordained from God in, in, in the eyes of a lot of people after that performance in Jacksonville. They weren't asking Kenny to do the same things they were asking Mitch to do. I don't want to say they were handling Kenny with kid gloves. Although that might be, since he's Kenny Two Gloves, that might be an analogy. Well, well, if not kid gloves, they were definitely extra cautious. They had, you know, a they, lot of uh, parameters to protect him. Put it like that. They they were asking Mitch Trubisky to read at an NFL level, where they were maybe asking Kenny Pickett to read at a freshman level. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's I'm not saying that's wrong or anything. That's what you do with a rookie quarterback when you're trying to build him up, test him out a little bit at the same time, let him get some action out there, feel the success and all that. I think it's smart how the Steelers did that with Kenny Pickett. There's just a lot of people who are ignoring that context in the conversation because they want to Absolutely. because Kenny's their guy and they, they want to see him succeed and they want to see him be one of the next you know Joe Burrow types who comes in and takes the league by storm. I would agree 100%, man. And, you know, it's just, it's one of those things, though, also, I would say that we are able to have these conversations. We're not as biased as some of these other people. But at the same time, and I just hope that everybody can just look from a different perspective at times, you know, because what you just broke down right there, it is perfect, man. When you're talking about just the context, the variables, the information, nothing that is being made up. They've been treating Mitch like he's in grad school. (laughs) They've been treating Kenny like he's a freshman. But it's like those 101 classes are a little bit easier than, than, you know, trying to get your master's degree. My whole dilemma is like, man, do we continue to try to educate these people on that when at times they seem as if they just blatantly do not care? about context they, they don't they just and hey this is it because Mostly. and if you don't agree you're a hater if you don't agree you're you're this shit. and it's like what grade are we in with this thing man and well that's and you know that's we do that all over the sport you know we do that all over the sports spectrum this is just not mm-hmm. a unique thing oh that no we're without doing a doubt now. this is everywhere yeah. but but i get it i mean you know yeah. listen, listen if if it was a steelers first round quarterback mm-hmm. from jmu uh-huh. or from wvu yeah you and i'd be doing some fanboying we would we'd no, be without a doubt we'd be seeking some comfort in that listen, regard so i enjoy ben DiNucci. i don't think he should be starting over dak prescott <laughs> 
Uh, Will Greer's looked pretty good, but he's he's a backup at best. Uh, and, and, and my, I'm not over here like, man, I love Tyrod Taylor. We should call him up right now. Bring. I'm not, I'm not doing that. Like, so that's the part where it's like, yeah, you can understand the biasness of yes, I like this player a lot, and I'm gonna look at this player more favorably, of mm-hmm. course. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you can't just be blatantly blind to what the fans. other guys are no, doing. You're, I agree with you, but fans, that's fans are going to That's fans being it's fans, like, right? I get the support for Kitty, but what I don't understand is, like, the, the, the knocks on Mitch. I'm just like, bro, are we watching the same game? Like, how do y'all come up with these I can, analysis? I can hear our buddy Tom Offerman. <laughs> I can hear him in the back of my mind right now. Fans are going to be fans. I just let fans be fans. That's what Tom always says. Hey, man, I'm with it, though, bro. I'm with it. I... The, the the other part of this though is we we have to stop do there's there is not a large faction but there is there is a minority certainly of Steelers fans but they're vocal enough mm-hmm. who I think are trying to drive a little bit of a wedge there and make it like you have to be on Team Kenny or you have to be on Team Mitch right like this is the right. Twilight Saga or something <laughs> like that or are you it's pass a film man were their names Jacob and it was oh man was it Jacob I think it was Team Jacob Team Jacob. Edward. Sound about right? Is that right? Is that how sound right? You ask, man. Do I look like a Twilight guy to you? Do I look like a Twilight guy to you? But I like to think I'm pretty. I'm going to say you. you, you I like to think I'm pretty pop culture savvy. (laughs) But it it is. It was Edward and Jacob throwing it out there, man. Yeah, one was the werewolf, you've one was got, the vampire. You've got two daughters. I mean, come you should, on, man. I've seen know. every one of them. I know. I was just trying to play. I you. haven't seen any yeah. of them. But mm-hmm. I also went to high school with all the yeah. girls who were obsessed with uh mm-hmm. with uh. Oh, uh, now I'm trying to think of the scouting, huh? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Robert Pattinson. Uh huh. And. I, Taylor Taylor Lautner. Oh, I don't right? know the names. The two main the two main dudes. They're actual real names in real life. The only reason I, I know Robert just because he's Batman. That's the only reason why I actually know his name. I could not tell you the other dude's name. The chick, she's important too, but I don't remember her name either. Kier, Kristen. Let's see. Kristen Bell. Kristen. No, that's that's the blonde haired actress from from Forgetting Sarah Marshall. You even seen Forgetting Sarah Marshall? Whew. I've seen Forgetting Sarah Marshall oh a lot, a lot of times. See, I tell this, you. It's how you do it. It's how you do it right there. <laughs> Zach, like Zach tweets this and says, "I feel if Kenny went to a different college, Steelers fans would never be saying he's been better than Mitch right now." I don't know. I'm sure some still would because th- this is what we do in preseason and this is what we do with quarterbacks, right? But I just, you know, what we wouldn't be doing. And I said this a week or so ago, I think. Mm-hmm. And this is the one part of all this. Say it. I love a, I love a lot of this. It. I really do. Say it. The one part of this that Say I hate it. is there is still, you see it You see it on Twitter, you, you, you hear it last night and this morning mm-hmm. and the aftermath of the game, people who think that this town is against Kenny Pickett, which is just amazing to me. I mean, again, top 10 jersey in the NFL. The stadium is chanting his name in a preseason game. If you polled Steelers fans right now, I bet you 70-ish percent would say mm-hmm. that they want Kenny to be the week one starter. You think that's a fair percentage? Uh, about 70-30 right. yeah. of Steelers fans who would say, give me Kenny week one. We're going to do this back and forth for the foreseeable future, but can we please stop acting like, oh, there's there's all these WVU and Penn State fans who want to see Kenny Pickett fail. No, there's not. There's all these Ben Roethlisberger fans who want to see Kenny Pickett like, fail. It doesn't, it doesn't no, make sense, not. man. It's not out here. If, if you've watched either preseason game and heard the chance, if you went to a practice at training mm-hmm. camp, and if you just look at the merchandise sales in the NFL, everything else says that you're wrong there. Yeah. That is the one thing in all this that still irks me. I get on Twitter after the game yesterday, and people are like, if you're not on the Kenny QB1 train, you are such a – you're just a hater from Penn State. I mean, really? Is that is that is that what we're doing? Hey. So if you are on the Kenny QB1 train, does that mean you're just a lover from Pitt? You're just a fanboy from Pitt. That's it. 
Hey, but don't it's worry about be, it, man. It's because gonna be, it's gonna be a lot on of, Thursday, it's gonna be a lot of fun. Because on fall. Thursday, we ain't tripping either way oh. on Thursday. You know we got time for on Thursday, player, player. Oh. Okay, okay. Did you hear Kenny Pickett's prediction, by the way? I did not. You know I, our, I was too Carter. busy playing Take Me Home to the Place. I belong. You know, it is funny that Pitt mm-hmm. was playing that at, at practice. Mm-hmm. They do know they're hosting the game, right? Come on, man. They I guess they're just, they're just inti- they just want to know the they words know for, for afterwards they know when, when everybody sings they along. They know what it is. Um, Kenny said 31 to 10, Pitt was going to win. I don't know if it's going to be that lopsided. I think I think Pitt does win, all right, because I am I am a fanboy, but I'm also honest. Okay, I think Pitt does win, not 31 to 10. Um, You're the first West Virginia person I've heard say that they think Pitt is going to win. Just throwing it out there. Really? Yes. Maybe. I've talked to multiple guys. Have you? Absolutely. What's TG say? Blowout. Mike Logan says blowout. Yeah. But they they also played for the program. So. I'm just throwing it out there. They, they were breaking it out. He's like, man, like this quarterback. I've been like a, this, I've been a, I've been a fan like since defense, I've been a fan since stuff, birth. Yeah. I mean, I've had you know, I've seen, I've I've had that, saying, man? I've had that heart torn out and stomped on many a times. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's listen. It's going to be Mitch to start the season, and unless he is. Like Pro Bowl caliber performances, this this isn't going away anytime soon. No, he could be Pro Bowl. You know what they're gonna say? Kenny would have been all pro. <laughs> Mitch, could, Mitch, Mitch could take us to the playoffs. We win a playoff game. Kenny would have had us winning the Super Bowl. <laughs> you know this, man. If Trubisky is in the Super Bowl MVP, regular season MVP, five thousand touchdowns. I mean, five thousand pass yards, fifty touchdowns. They're gonna be like, Kenny would have been better. <laughs> like that's just what we have to deal with, man. For better or worse. <laughs> oh, but you know it's the truth, though. Oh, it absolutely you know is. The truth. We got a ton of tweets here, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to go to break here. When we come back on the other side, we'll get to some of your tweets uh, in the second segment of the show here because final segment, we'll have our buddy Chris Carter join us uh, to break down his uh, opinions on everything that transpired in preseason game number three, a 19-9 to win over the Lions. The Steelers perfect in the preseason. Undefeated. Playing to get to. How about that? Because you know what today When's is, the, too. Do you know what today is? It's uh, Monday, August. Monday. Let's go. I'm turned up, man. We won. I'm turned up, man. I'm turned up, too. Dan Campbell said all oh, these the victories matter. He said, the, that's what he said, right? When's the parade? He said all these wins matter. You got to celebrate these victories, bro. I'm celebrating today, man. I better be on the next episode of Hard Knocks. That's all I'm saying, man. I'll tell you what. It felt good to me. Let's go. You know where to get at us if you want to get involved with the show. I know you all have opinions on Mitch and Kenny and, and everything in between. We'll get to those on the other side. We'll continue to break down some of the things we saw as the preseason is in the books and we look ahead to the regular season now, just about two weeks away. Uh, well, 13 days, if we want to be technical, till the Steelers will be in Cincinnati at Paycor Stadium. Mmm. That's, new name everywhere, man. That's 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 yeah. gonna be that's All the almost new names. that's almost harder to get used yeah. to than Acrisure Stadium because at least I've heard Acrisure Stadium a million times already. Paycor Stadium. Yeah. Billy Hillgrove said that on the broadcast last night, and I was like, "What? Paycor Stadium? So they're on the road in Cincinnati? Couldn't at least get Skyline Chili yeah. Stadium?" Wallace, by the way, says we Ohioans don't call that crap they serve in Cincinnati Chili. Cincinnati isn't even in Ohio; mm. it's in Metro Northern Kentucky. Jesus. You know, I've said this before to you. I don't know if I've ever shared this on the show, and maybe we'll get back into some of this in late October when that that team across the turnpike is on the horizon. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. When I first moved out to Philly, I heard this all the time from people. 
Yeah, Pittsburgh. It's not really a Pennsylvania city. It's it's it's, it's Ohio in our in our minds. <laughs> Pittsburgh's just a part of Ohio in our minds. So All like, the disrespect. That's how we do it, man. That's how that's how people that's in how Ohio. Is. That's how some people feel about Cincinnati and Kentucky, as well, too. You know where to get at us if you want to get involved. Wesley Euler, Arthur Motes. About a half an hour from now, we'll talk to our buddy Chris Carter right here on the Steelers Blitz. Getting ready to take on spring. Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast.